and you have reached Alisa and Giles podcast. And this is Lisa and Jael Trinity, also known as L.A.J. Trinity. So listen, y'all, let's go. The 12th of June 2023 at approximately 8.14 p.m. New York time. Um, this is probably going to be a, a very serious podcast. Oftentimes, I peruse the internet. I, I try and keep abreast um, of current events and pop culture and uh, etc. In viewing some of the articles and glancing over them, I came across an article. It's a very it's a very popular case that is currently in process. Now I've heard the media. I've seen the headlines but I didn't really I'm gonna be honest I was a little preoccupied um I have some things going on but today I had time to sit and read you know I'm running a business I you know have some other things going on on a personal level now today I happened to just I was looking at something else and, and then this article popped up. I said, well, actually not. You know what? Let, let me just back up a little. I was watching. I took a moment to eat lunch. And I always have to watch the news while I'm eating my lunch, dinner, or breakfast. Um, I try and catch the news at least once in the morning and once before I go to bed because a lot can happen during the course of the day between 7 a.m. and 8 p.m. And I let me me just sidebar for a second. It is important young people and old people don't get too uh, you know don't get too tired too tired to watch the news. Now, I'm not saying you got to watch it all day because, you know, I understand that it can have uh, an impact on your mental. But 
it's important to know what's going on around you. So I I I tend to catch the news at least at least one if I get busy at least once a day and I and I watch it for the, for about an hour. I try to watch it for about an hour. So today while I am eating my lunch I uh, was watching television and the case of Corey Richen was being uh, discussed. I listened and I started speaking to the television and to the people in the courtroom as if they could hear me. I said, you got to be kidding. You got to be kidding. So let me tell you why I said you've got to be kidding. First, let me introduce myself. I apologize. I tend to use you as... <laughs> My, uh, you know, I tend to vent a little. I tend to just disclose to you. Sometimes I, I need, um, an extra ear. I, I, I need a shoulder. So today, um, you're not really my therapist, but because sometimes I do use you as my therapist, <laughs> but, uh, I, I just, this is just information and this is just me venting because I, I just... I am a little bit um, bothered by this scenario. So I am Lisa Angel Trinity. Um, I am the president and CEO of LAJ Ventures Corp. I am a recent startup corporation. And um, though I have 32 years corporate experience, several years law experience um my company is well versed in consulting and management with people services um i am not an attorney but i can be a lawyer and there is a difference and i'm not going there today <laughs> um So, let me just give you a little bit about myself. I usually I just go on a tangent, but um, I grew up in the entertainment industry. So a lot of my background is entertainment and corporate. And um, once I left the entertainment industry. I did full-time, I did corporate work full-time as an executive leader, operations expert, as well as uh, some senior managerial work. I started from the ground up doing receptionist work, doing administrative assistant work. And every time I got a job, they ended up promoting me about two or three times <laughs> within a year. So I moved up very quickly within the corporate arena. Uh, I have a business management degree 
and I have three certifications in various areas. Plus the IT, so I know a little bit about computers. Can't forget, I can't forget about that, Gates. <laughs> now, uh, in, in, in regards to the article that I read and what I saw on television, I just have a couple of inquiries. I don't know how I don't know how you cannot take this angle I, I just don't know I, I don't know how you don't think of these questions that I now have even though I am on the outside and you know they're on the inside of the courtroom so I can say what I want today and, and be okay because I'm not on the team now in the case of Corey Richards Already, let me just start from here. It's going to be difficult for her to get a fair trial. Very difficult. Because headlines read, and I quote, Grief book author, Who Killed Husband? End quote. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. It is everywhere. So to get a jury who has not seen these headlines is, is impossible. Impossible. So therefore they have already been preconditioned. And um, convinced that this woman is already guilty before her trial begins. So I don't know what you're going to do about that. Now this is the thing. If it was my courtroom, I would not allow the family of the deceased to speak at a pretrial. Because it is influencing the media and the jury that must now judge this woman in a fair way. Because now you have the family of the deceased in the courtroom and you're filming it it's, in, it's, it's, it's a national broadcast on major networks and they are saying I hate you because you killed my brother, my son over and over. And it's, it's like a GIF. It's like you know you click and, and, and you see her face behind the podium. People replay it all the time. You understand. So I would not have the deceased be able to, to speak in the courtroom before trial. I, it's just not fair. Now I do believe that you do not acquit the guilty. Hold on. Okay, I told you I wasn't a 
an attorney. I was just checking my terminology. So I do believe. No, because I'm telling you, I know what the Bible says. You do not acquit the guilty. You do not acquit the, the guilty. See, the one thing with me, I am very transparent. I am very integral. When I know, I know. And if I don't know, I use three words. I don't know. I will never fake the funk. You get, you, you see what you get. You hear what I say and I mean what I say. Now, I'm very smart. Very smart. So I don't understand how lawyers, I'm sorry, I retract that last word. I don't understand how attorneys with a bar license or certification, which one do you guys use? Did you say bar license or bar certification? I don't understand how if you are bar. How you miss some of this stuff. Now I'm not making this applicable to all attorneys. You know, you got some hot ones out there, man. Hi. <laughs> Listen, I'm sorry. I'm supposed to be serious. <laughs> so in the case of the suspect. I'm going to find the article again. Corey Richens. I apologize if I mispronounced your name. Now, I did not read the entire article. I did not watch the entire segment on her trial, pre-trial. But just based on what I've read, just based on what I have heard. These are my points. Now, first question. I, I understand you have quote unquote evidence. Um... Now, let me just start with, with my notes. I have it on a loose leaf paper, and I, I'm gonna, I wrote in the margins, and I have to turn my paper sideways. So let me start there. Five times lethal dose slipped. She slipped him five times the lethal dose, supposedly, in March of 2022, if I did not misread. Now I didn't read the article. I, I don't know what's disclosed in the affidavit. I don't. I didn't. I didn't read it. But my these are my inquiries, and then, you know, you you do what you want with my questions, and hopefully she she'll get some answers. Who saw her? Who saw her? Was it recorded? Did somebody take a picture? Was there a witness? And if they were, were they mentally stable at the time of concurring she did this thing? 
Are they credible witnesses? If there was a witness, were they disgruntled? Did they have a previous relationship with her and her husband? I mean, my list of questions go on and on just on this one. I'm going to park here for a minute. Just on this alone. In the court of law, you got to have evidence. And the jury has to convict this woman without a shadow of a doubt. Without a shadow of a doubt. I mean, there can be zero doubt and zero room for innocence. Now, I didn't see any or hear anything about, I don't know where that country accent came from. Usually I get a little hood when I get excited. I don't. Let me just slow down so you can hear my words. I, I didn't hear anything about, you know, a recording or pictures or witnesses. I, 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 maybe they're concealing certain things until the trial. I don't know. But this is one of my first questions. Next inquiry. We're going to take our time on this one because I don't like injustice. Now, I don't condone murder because the Bible says thou shalt not. Murder. That's one of the Ten Commandments. And I am a Christian. And I practice both the Torah and the New Testament. I believe in the Holy Bible. In its entirety. So I am like my Heavenly Father. I do not like injustice. So another. So let me just move on. How do we know? See, these are the angles I would take. How do we know? That even, okay, so the obvious there has been some, an autopsy that has revealed or exposed, exposed that this is how he died. So I'm going to go with that assumption. How do we know her husband was not addicted to the fentanyl? Many are, but how do you know he was not addicted to it? Now, I could park here for a minute. You have no idea. I have two sides. I have, I have a loose leaf paper, and I got, listen, it's filled up on both sides, because this is a mess. How do we know her husband was not addicted to the fentanyl? How do you know he didn't give her the money for the fentanyl? How do we know he was not a drug addict? How do you know she was not being proactive knowing her husband was a drug addict and looked up some life insurance because she's a, she would be a single mother with three kids, small kids. They have a lifestyle. I'm sure it would have to be maintained somehow. If he was the breadwinner, maybe it was just being proactive. It doesn't, it does not directly denote that she murdered the man. So how do we know her husband was not addicted to fentanyl? What do we know about his character? Because his character is a big deal. Because then her motive would change and so would the sentencing. Was he molesting the children? Did she find out about it? Was it indirectly a crime of revenge? Hurt? 
was she confused because she was so angry was this if this was the case scenario did she see herself protecting the children because that that would then denote in some in some way that she she loves her family now I'm going to get into character with her in a minute but let me just park here for a minute when you are a mother your instincts kick in and if you get a whiff if you're a good mother and you get a whiff that somebody wants to hurt your children you see red you see red was he abusive was he abusive because because then this would directly imply that her, her mental was affected by trauma now let me let me go on because uh, I, I'm trying to I have to try and read my handwriting I was writing so fast so fast now this is a this listen this is this is this is a this is a uh, I ain't gonna say it but that's a reach but I, I don't know any really good Eric's I'm gonna be honest I know like I, I take that back I know one I know one I don't know anyway maybe that we shouldn't make that inclusive okay next that was her husband's name Eric okay This is not funny. I told you I'm just going to look. That last one, we're not. We're we going to look over that. I, I'm sorry. Okay, so. My next point. I, I, I'm halfway through. According to. The reports of media and what I saw on the coverage. Um, from the news. She Googled some stuff. You know, uh, she Googled some stuff. And you can read up on it. And, uh, listen, that's dumb. Now, I'm IT. I just, had to, I just had to take down two or three of my social media accounts because of hacking. Do you know what a cell phone is? It's a small computer. If you know the right people, if you have the money, if you can pay the cash, you can get a hacker and hack that phone very easily. It is so easy to get into your cell phone. It is very easy. So how do we know she Googled these articles, this information? Who had access to her phone? Who knew her password if there was one on her phone? Did you confirm there was a password? Did you confirm, you know, did anyone else have the password? Who had access to it? 
It doesn't prove she murdered the man. Anybody could have Googled that information on her cell phone. We use each other's cell phones. We listen. Y'all need to, let me. This is a sidebar, but y'all need to stop and just pay for your own Netflix account. You do this with everything. You you y'all got about seven seven uh, profiles on a Netflix account. It's only seventeen ninety nine. It was seven ninety nine at one time, and now I think it's about eighteen dollars. Netflix. <laughs> And an account is $18 And you, you got about 7 profiles Now you always share stuff My point is Y'all get your own Netflix account I told my son no I'm not going to jail Get your own account <laughs> You say I know he's mad at me right That's the last night he asked me Mom what's your password No It's a no Get your own Netflix <laughs> gonna mess up my 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 history and it's gonna have your stuff and I'm looking for my stuff and you done X down and deleted and no I worked hard for my little history and and stuff so no I I, I have my movies and my series and no <laughs> get your own now because you know sometimes you just you just click into a profile you really don't you know go to yours per se but anyway moving on So how do we know she actually Googled these uh, articles and retrieved this information? And it can't be just because it's her phone. It can't. It just cannot. Do you have text messages? Did she send the information to someone? Were they in receipt of it? Do you have copies? If the answer is no, this woman needs to be let go. This is ridiculous. Next inquiry. How rich was he? How rich? And I tell you why. Listen, I'm I'm gonna get to her character in a minute. But how rich was he? You might why do I I tell you why I ask? Sean Puffy Combs has has a song listen it's a classic and in the song he says more money more problems paraphrase I hope I got it right puffy did he have enemies what was his character like because this would directly denote his lifestyle his behavior and his attitude not only towards his family with other people in the world well, there are roughly 35 billion others. <laughs> Besides Corey Richards. Besides the woman he married that bare his three children. That wrote a children's book. And a woman. Okay, let me, let me just say this. He could have possibly had other people who were enemies and disgruntled. Because rich often do. Let me, let me just move on and I gave you that nugget. Just from her writing the children's book alone. 
denotes her character. Yo, if you don't understand, see, y'all don't understand a, a performer, you don't understand how a writer writes, and you don't understand how a singer sings. You don't understand how an actor acts. So let me paint a picture, because I am all of the above. It comes from a place, and you cannot fake the funk. When you hear a singer sing, they are usually singing from a deep place. They are singing about life. That is the only way they can relay the message to you. I often said the spirit of the artist is behind the artwork, behind the performance, behind the song, the picture, the poetry, the book. So let me explain to you because now I have to get a little, a little a spiritual on you. Bible, God denotes women as being wisdom and love. Wisdom and love is per the Old and New Testament. Now in the Bible, God instructs us to, as women and as wives, to respect our husbands. He never, and I mean never, in the Totality of the Bible instructs women to love their husbands. Maybe we'll love one another in general so that we walk in love towards one another. But when it specifically speaks of the husband, God says to respect our husbands. Why not instruct us too? To love them. Because he tells, he mandates the husband. In the New Testament, you must love your wife as Christ loves the church. And what did the church do? What did God do for the church? He gave his life for the church. So you must love this woman to the point where you're willing to die for her. Now the reason why God doesn't mandate the woman to love the husband but respect the husband is because we are innately love. We are innately wisdom. We are the backbone to the house. We are the backbone to the family. We are a backbone to our husband's emotional status. We are innately nurturers. We are the mothers. We are the wives. We are the sisters. We are the nannies that grow up and, and give you gift cards to, to, to a pottery class. That you don't know why she just didn't give you a bowling card because you like bowling. <laughs> You know, Granana is sometimes always trying to do something different for you. We grew up to be that aunt who takes you into her home because your mama was a mess. We are innately nurturers. So God doesn't need to tell us to love our husbands. But he mandates us to respect our husbands. And why is that? Because sometimes we are aggressive, sometimes we are so independent, some, because we are often leaders in the home. We find it difficult with our careers now, especially in these days, to balance being submissive and being a leader at the same time. So he says, you've got to respect your husband. His word is law. He's the covering. 
The husband's the four P's. He's the penis. He's the protector. He's the provider. And he's the priest in the home. He is your covering. And his word is law in the house as long as what he's asking you to do is not contrary to biblical principle. But he mandates the husband to love the wife. Why is that? Because it is much harder and more difficult for a man to love his wife. They come, is it they're late bloomers? We are the emotional ones. We get attached first. We fall in love first. And that comes from because we are naturally nurturers to begin with. So we're more apt to attaching ourselves to someone we think cares for us. But not so with a man. It's more difficult. Now I have come to my concluding. Based on even what I just said, if I took it from the Bible alone, the case scenario is yes, you go, usually if there is a crime within the house, the suspect is often, the first suspect that should be uh, investigated is, 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 parties of the own household. That's true. But but in light of all of this uh, nonsense, based on what I see in the media, what I've heard in the courtroom, just along what I presented in my podcast. If I took it based on biblical principles alone, it is more likely that he was the bad person and she was the good person. I mean, even if you took a scenario that he asked her to overdose, maybe he wanted to commit suicide. Maybe he was tired of living. Honey, if you love me, you do this. And this is my this is my memory, this is my legacy. You can't tell anybody. And by the way, I love my children. These are the angles you take as an attorney. Now, I have one more point to make. She wrote a children's book. She wrote a children's book. And now, this is the therapist and counselor in me speaking. I also am in the psychology lane. Yes, I am. I have a hundredfold ministry, honey. I'm, I'm pretty much good at a lot of stuff. God, God is good. He's a wonder. <laughs> Listen, I, I can do everything but juggle. So, <laughs> to write, it comes from a place on the inside. To sing, it comes from the place. It comes from a place on the inside. To act, they have to go somewhere mentally and psychologically, emotionally. You have no idea what it takes to act, to be an actor, a musician. You ever watch a drummer in a rock band? That's not exactly reading, you know, a book from the library. You understand his—he's very exuberant. He's—he's—he's 
He's he's full of energy. He's he's fully emotional. It comes from a, a place from the, on the inside. So to write a children's book based on grief, it had to come from a place on the inside. Where she is pouring into the lives of young people. Do you understand how premeditated that, how calculated that is? I don't want to say premeditated because that's, it has a negative connotation to it. But do you see how calculated that is? Because the, the one thing the enemy cannot do, someone who's bad and driven, driven by wickedness on the inside, is fake love. It is like acid to Satan. So you can't fake love. Either it will be exposed, or... You just know they they faking the phone. I mean, you know when somebody really loves you when 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 they don't love you. My point is, she wrote a book on grief, a children's book. She had to type it. She had to. She had to. Now, this is my therapist and counselor uh, on the inside. You know, I'm, I, I, listen. This is me as a counselor therapist speaking. She had to. Brainstorm the idea. She had to. This is a children's book based on love. Trying to teach people about grief. It had to come from a place on the inside. She had to brainstorm the idea. She had to write it out. She had to think of the artwork to to to. Uh, to coordinate with, with what was written. She had to find a publisher. She had to then distribute the book. I don't know if it's been distributed. But then she had to find a distrib distributor. Or, or ways to get the book out. Now I've seen people who have been committed. I, excuse me. I've seen the reactions. And the rapport. And the stance. And the posture of those who've been guilty of murder. This is not it. Writing a children's book on grief and pouring them into the life of young people? I mean, come on. This denotes that she's caring, considerate, loving, attentive, does things in excellence. I'm a writer. Do you know how you don't you can't you do you have no idea how much work it takes to write a book. You gotta edit it. It goes back and forth between you and the publisher. Or if you're doing your own formatting and editing, like me, you've got about three or four different uh, rewrites. It's time consuming. Who takes time to love with so much hate in her heart after she's committed murder? When the Bible says the women. His original design for the woman is to be wisdom and nurturers. She is a micromanager, most likely. She's detail oriented, most likely, which means she's not stupid. She's not stupid. 
Her cognitive thinking is intact. Who Googles on their cell phone knowing transcripts can be produced from the said company? AT&T, Verizon, whoever she's with, whatever carrier she's with. Her own husband's premeditated form of dying. Who doesn't? Come on now. The woman's not stupid. Now, I am 40 minutes into my podcast. Based on just what I said alone, most likely he was the bad guy, she was the good guy. And he's not here anymore. Now, let me say this. How he died, that now I gave you the, the nuggets, I gave you the information. You know, you uh because this is not right. This is not right. It's not right. This is an unfair trial. So, I'm going to end here because I'm getting a little, I, I was getting a little excited. This is me being passionate. I've been told, you know, I've, I've, been, I, I've been corporate for a very long time. I've worked for several law firms. And I've been told, that, you know, they call me Barracuda. I, I, I'm going to be honest, it sounds like a really mean, a really, a really tough animal like Barracuda. Wow. But let me tell you something, honey. You need a, an attorney who's going to be a barracuda. Now, I don't believe in setting the guilty free. I just don't believe. Listen, you made your bed. Now you got to get up and clean the rest of the house. And you don't get to rest until you apologize to those people you hurt. This is, this is applicable to anyone. And then the other person must be receptive of your apology. Because forgiveness is required by God in order to enter into heaven. Now, I don't mean forgive as an excuse. Or condone what was done. You don't have to have a relationship with the man who raped you. With the woman who cheated on you. After after you had children with them. And that's not what I'm saying. But you cannot harbor bitterness. Because then it stops you from walking in love. There's got to be. A form of forgiveness to the point where you can say, God, he is in your hands. She is in your hands. And I am moving on. Because if I keep looking into the rearview mirror of my car, I'm going to crash. Sometimes you got to let things go. 
And it's the second time I'm saying this on my podcast. Someone may need to hear it. So I apologize if, if I scolded you all. <laughs> you look, don't don't bring me into a courtroom, honey. This is light stuff. I, I honey, when I get into my zone and um my autism doesn't kick in, I'm cool. <laughs> look, I think I did good today though. I did good tonight. So listen, this has been Alisa and Giles podcast. A person who understands hardship, loss, pain, hurt. But I will say it again as I have often said in the past. What could have made me bitter, B-I-T-T-E-R has made me better. B-E-T-T-E-R. And I wish this for you as well. Good evening. Good evening. And when in doubt, go right. So that I can one day say good day. Because there is no darkness for the Christian. If I don't end this podcast, <laughs> I did three closes. for joining Alisa and Giles podcast where my motto is you could always be a better version of who you were before you could always be a better version of who you were before